The Lubbin Brothers with Christmas Harmonium. It's a new recording from the Lubbin Brothers, and they're on the line with me right now. Michael, Thomas, and Joshua, the Lubbin Brothers. Welcome to WLRN. Thanks, Michael. Glad to be here. Now, is that song on a new album? It sure is, yeah. We actually just released this last week as a single, but it is part of a full Christmas album that we're going to release on Black Friday. Uh, part of a Christmas album, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've been trying to make a Christmas album for years now. Finally got around to doing a full Christmas album. Yeah, Joshua's wife would pretty much kill him if he didn't finally do it. Yeah, <laughs> been fighting for the Christmas album for a long time. Well, if I had to choose a year not to release a Christmas album, I guess this would be it. <laughs> well, I, I think yes and no, because obviously it's, it's taking a toll on all musicians, but it's also a time where the whole world needs something that's going to cheer them up. So we've felt like, you know, when we're all stuck inside as it is, at least we'll give somebody, we'll give people something to listen to, you know? <laughs> it is, it's, well, it has been a difficult year. How, uh, you obviously haven't been touring. You, you all have other jobs that have been sustaining you? Yep. Yeah. yeah, we're all plugged in as artists in residence or uh, teaching or, um, uh, Michael and I are both music directors at churches, so we're we're able to scrape by. And um, Joshua though was awarded a, a grant from the city um, for the work that we do, and that's been a huge gift to the band to keep us rolling. What city is that? Um, it was with the Palm Beach Cultural Society, so it's for um, artists of Palm Beach County. Uh, it's a fellowship that's giving us some funds to work on getting our own studio set up and furthering our vision. So it's been really helpful. We've been able to just do everything in-house, recording ourselves and mixing ourselves. Michael's become our mixing artist. So he's taken over that job, which is great because he knows exactly what he wants it to sound like. Yeah. And, you know, a, a blessing about this time, too, is that it's actually given us a lot more time because we don't have the live performances to do recording projects. So it's not just this full-length Christmas album that has, I think, 10 tracks on it, but we've also recorded our, and are in the works of uh, mixing and mastering a full-length original album, all original songs, and there'll be 12 songs, and that's already been recorded. So we're really looking forward to getting that out as well. You are keeping busy, but Michael, I'll, I'll ask you, did you arrange the music on Christmas Harmonian, the song we just listened to? Uh, we all kind of pitched in to do the arrangement of it. I've just been doing all the, uh, most of the recording and mixing of it. Is that a, a tedious process? It is pretty tedious. It took me a lot longer at first. Now I'm a little more streamlined with it. Well, it's, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, what makes it a little less complicated is that we all do completely acoustic music, so I don't have to mess with too much technology. Um, but it was a bit of a learning curve at first because, uh, all three of us aren't too adept with technology. Um, we're used to just acoustic music, but uh, we just had too many experiences of not getting what we wanted in other studios, so we wanted to try doing it ourselves. And speaking with the Lubin Brothers, who have a new album coming out, a Christmas album, where did this love for acoustic music come from? So we grew up in the Midwest, and um, our parents were always, huge fans of music and so they would take us to a lot of outdoor concerts and we saw a lot of just kind of grassroots homegrown folk music just in the area um, there's a lot of growing up in Iowa you hear a lot of Welsh 
Celtic um, influence in the music. And so that really made us fall in love with especially fiddling and more creative uh, approach to acoustic. So not even just like straight traditional bluegrass, but kind of a melting pot of cultures. And also a big influence was we got started on classical music lessons when we were five years old, and we stuck with it all the way through college. So that was a huge instigator in just getting, being really proficient on instruments and making all sorts of different sounds out of acoustic instruments so you didn't have to mess with technology as much. Right. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought up the classical music because that has a huge role in the Christmas album. Uh, we still perform classically, and then as also classical composers, we let that influence the way we arrange and write songs. And so one of the tracks on the album that just came out as a single to promote it is uh, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker. And I literally took the original orchestration and just reorchestrated it for the instruments that we use for our folk band. And so it, it sounds just like the original, except we do some kind of interesting vocal coloring and there's some fun percussion in there. And of course, if Tchaikovsky would have had a banjo, I'm sure he would have written banjo into his score. Yeah, it's pretty intuitive. <laughs> uh, and then there's, there's another track that's um, coming out from the album, O Como Come Emmanuel, where we replicate almost like a full string orchestra sound, the kind of stuff that we were inspired with by like the English composers like Vaughn Williams or Benjamin Britten, William Walton, those like huge, full, lush string orchestras. And so it's given us a chance to be a bit more creative because we're all familiar with these Christmas tunes. Um, but we're able to revamp them in a way that's personal to us, and then it'll be really a fresh take for our listeners. What is the name of the new album? It'll be called Snow, and that comes from our one original track that we've put into the album. And this this one has quite a story. I um I so I'm I'm the one uh, daddy in the group. Um, well, except Michael is our daddy on the way. So. <laughs> well, who who are, who am I talking to? So this is Tom. Yeah, and Maya and we have my wife and I have two kids. And, uh, Michael actually um, is expecting his first in February, so it's exciting. Yay! <laughs> but um, I anyway, it's, it's led me to read a lot of awesome picture books, and one of them is called "Snow" by Yuri Shulevitz, and that kind of inspired this original song. And we paired it with a lot of um, kind of musical ideas from Arensky's Piano Trio, so it has this Russian snowfally feel to it and kind of wonky gypsy sound that we're, we were really satisfied with. So yeah, that's, that's our probably most unusual um, piece on the album. And Snow is going to be the name of the album. Yep. It, it is available on all digital platforms, and we're expecting to receive hard copy CDs that we'll be selling um, at a few of our socially distanced outdoor gigs that we'll have um, before the end of the year. Well, let me play another song from the album, but this is the more traditional song, uh, Song of Bethlehem. Yeah, yeah, we discovered this. It's actually based on the old English folk tune, Sarah County Down. Yeah, um, but beautiful words. Uh, Michael's lead on this one, and we all kind of work together to create a new arrangement. Let's listen to the Lubin Brothers. Here's Song of Bethlehem.
Song of Bethlehem from the new album Snow from the Lubbin Brothers. The Lubbin Brothers live in Palm Beach County, and I hadn't mentioned yet, but you are identical triplets. Is it is it lucky that you all are still living in West Palm Beach? It is almost feel like a miracle. We had to be very intentional to uh, stay together because um, it's pretty unusual for brothers like us to still be so close after 26 years. Yeah, there are <laughs> there are a lot of um, multiples actually in families they generally like to kind of keep distance from each other so they feel autonomous but i guess we've always kind of felt like we've shared a brain to some extent so leaving is somewhat impossible <laughs> we're roped in somehow to each other we're we're really passionate about the projects that we do together and that's what really drives our creativity the most because we do all our jobs are mostly music related but when it comes to being creative um, with composing songwriting and output that's what we do together. So we really like to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Did one of you have to sacrifice more than the other to stay in South Florida? I say Tom probably because he's got um, he's got two kids and he uh, really is qualified to do a lot with his English degree. But he is he's kind of put that on a back burner to focus more on songwriting and working as a, a freelancer. Um, even though South Florida is not the most friendly to young families when it, you know, it comes to finances and all that. Although I wouldn't say I'm putting English on the back burner by any extent because I feel like I'm applying it like my um, nerdy grammarian self and it's like my English uh, like creative writing output a ton when we're working on our lyric writing and, and um, stage writing and things like that. When we write musicals together, I'm generally the one that puts together the book, and the dialogue, and the, um, kind of run the through lines. So it, um, it really fuels my creativity and satisfies me in that regard. And then my bros, um, they're writing the, the composition, the underscoring, and the, the songs that go along with the lyrics. So we've kind of a really healthy balance. So you're doing more than just uh, making Christmas albums together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're actually, yeah, that's, um, that kind of leads into our next week. So during the summer, we were actually almost more busy than usual because instead of live gigs, we were in the studio a ton recording. And, and with... During that time, we recorded a full-length original album that we'll be releasing directly after Snow, um, and that should be completely uh, released by the end of January. Is, is our intention? And those the songs, the songs in that album are um, some of them are going to be um, stated um, word for word in a musical that we're writing. We're extremely excited about called Prodigal, and so this new original album is Prodigal Songs, and it's um, it is telling that, that through story that um, the parable by Jesus about the prodigal son who runs from home and then recognizes the love of his father on his return. Yeah, that was really fitting for these times. Do you think musically that the mixture of folk music and classical music works for the productions? That's a really good point. Um, we've, and I, I think at times, you've probably noticed this too, those genres just don't gel, <laughs> but um, because we've steep, been steeped in the classical genre for so long, and that's a big part of our livelihood, all of our folk writing is heavily influenced by classical um, just style and tradition already, and so a lot of the way that we approach songwriting already kind of has the intricacy and the complexity that our classical roots already have, and so when we go to underscore um, a musical or we're writing songs, 
it all tends to have that same through line, um, especially since in a project like this, all the underscore will probably be, it'll all be written for the same ensemble. So even if it's more of a classical approach, um, if you have that folk ensemble playing everything, it gives unity to everything. Mm. It, it makes for a unique sound, which I think yeah. sets the Lubman Brothers apart from, from other music that you hear. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we, we're so happy to have that sound. It's really taken us years to develop the kind of sound that we're looking for. Right, the uh, last two songs actually that we um, just released that aren't Christmas songs are going to be part of the Prodigal Songs album, and those are Nomads and Hey, Are You Even There? And both those songs actually feature string quartets in the background. And this is kind of an example of how we use our classical training and abilities to actually serve our folk writing style. So it, it doesn't sound like, oh, you're adding Mozart to a song, but it's more like you're adding an orchestra to a company, an already richly written folk song. I'm speaking with the Lubbin brothers. Uh, the triplets have a... but you, it's, it, it's the three of you plus your younger brother, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. We're- He's just getting ready to go off to college next year. So. Oh, no, he's leaving the band. Yeah, I know. Well, well not really. We rope, we, we rope him down whenever possible. So he actually, um, during his Christmas break, he's um, going to be joining us for some CDC-appropriate shows up in North Florida for a week. And then um, we're, we're still planning on carving out a, a good three weeks dur- um, this summer. Uh, for our Midwest tour, we had to cancel last year, and he'll be joining us for that as well. You spell your name L-U-B-B-E-N. So at, at your website, the Lubbin Brothers, I could see that you are planning some concerts. Uh, was it any concern of you to do concerts at uh, at a time of a pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, um, it's it's really difficult uh, to to plan these things because of the season that we're in, but. We've taken extreme like guidelines and guidance to make sure that it'll be safe for everyone. We have our fans range from all ages, from children to the elderly. So we really are conscious of that. All our gigs will be outdoors um, currently and with you know proper social distancing and, and mask wearing and whatever is appropriate for where we're playing. So um, and thankfully, all the venues that we work with are very conscious of this, too. And so they made us all feel very comfortable you know, reinforcing, you know, important procedures to follow when we're out and doing gigs. Yeah. The Lubbin Brothers do have concerts coming up. Information at their website, uh, L-U-B-B-E-N.com, the Lubbin Brothers. Now, I'm going to finish with a song that you mentioned, Hey, Are You Even There? This is, is it, does, is it a consciousness thing for you to try to uh, appeal to a bigger audience when you write a song like this? Is this is this an example of your own songwriting? Yes, this is an original song, and yes, you have a good point. This isn't really stuck in just a traditional folk sound. Uh, when I wrote this, I um, I uh, added almost like a... Which, uh, which brother I, are you? Which Are you Thomas? Uh, oh, Michael. The Michael, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I, I wrote this very pop-like bass line, which I'm, I'm sure you'll notice as well as just the accompaniment and the strings, we use a lot of syncopation that is derived from modern pop music. All, even though the, you'll notice a lot of the harmonies are still kind of rooted in gospel and folk tradition. So it's an interesting blend that we hope will appeal to a lot more people and get the message of the song, which we really believe in, um, connected to 
a wide range. And is this, uh, how can we get a hold of, hey, are you even there? That is that on Snow or your next album? That'll be on our next album, but it's, it's actually already been released on all digital platforms. So you can find it on um, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify as a single. Mm-hmm, as a single, but it will be included in Prodigal Songs, which will be coming out as a full album, hard copy and digitally, uh, early next year. Oh, and yeah, so we always like to encourage our fans, like the best way to really stay current with all of our upcoming releases, because there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out, is to follow us on Spotify, because then you'll be notified immediately when anything comes out. And get on the email list, because yeah. we'll send links and updates regularly. And that can be accessed through our website. But another exciting thing, too, is if you go on our YouTube, we just released a professional music video that had been in the works for a couple months. And so we'll be populating our YouTube um, throughout this coming season as well. But a really great time. We're so excited. We were able to put so much original content out, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. So we've been grateful of that. Who's been working on your YouTube videos? Um, well, we were able to film it with Joel Henson. Uh, who is a local videographer that we actually went to school with. Um, And then uh, I, Joshua, I usually handle our social media as far as just like publishing posts and videos and creating some content, that kind of thing. Um, But it was based off of our original song, Dance for Love, which was actually a poem written by a Civil War soldier, William Straub, and uh, just super beautiful. He wrote it on his return home from the war, and we wanted to set it in a way that would honor veterans. So we actually released it on Veterans Day as a way to pay tribute to everyone who served in our country. Michael Thomas and Joshua Lubbin, thelubbinbrothers.com for more information. Thank you guys for taking time to talk to us. It sounds like uh, you're doing okay uh, considering the times we're in and thank you for making that Christmas album. Oh yeah, thanks so much for letting us have some time on your program. Yeah, thank you. We always love being able to catch up with you and appreciate the the chance we get to be on your show. Thank you so much. Here is Hey, Are You Even There? The Lovin' Brothers. Empty sidewalks, empty stores We see through empty eyes Empty hearts and empty words We'll patch the hole just to make the damage work